What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Artists at Work. I am your host, 1AM, and today we're going to be talking to one of my good friends and dope artist, Metazul. What's up? What's up, 1AM? How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing good because I was listening to your music today in my work vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that old, that old school OG Chugs, huh? <laughs> Yeah, that old school OG Chucks, but also the new school one again, too. Um, so, you know, both sides of it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for the people who don't know who you are, uh, just give us a little background of who you are. I am Metasul. I was born in Boston, but I've lived most of my life here in California. A rapper, producer, play guitar, a bunch of different instruments um traveler i've um been to multiple continents i actually also recorded music while traveling that was kind of in the beginning stages but that was really cool um try to incorporate many languages and different cultures into my music and just keep it diverse and keep it new and um have fun with it yeah what uh what languages do you do you know i'm just curious well, I can speak fluently English and Spanish, although my Spanish isn't 100% perfect uh, because I learned it as a second language. But mm-hmm. um, I studied it in school and also traveled about one year in South America and got to practice a lot. So um, there's those two. But then I speak a lot of like just phrases of other country or other other uh, languages Um, like I know a little bit of French a little bit of Russian a little bit Chinese a little bit Cambodian language huh no way that's so cool hey yeah yeah. so I'm trying to always uh yeah actually I really like languages I thought it was really cool that's why I really got into Spanish when I was young when I first moved to California I started taking my first like Spanish class and that was super cool how you could like use totally different sounds and communicate with people and that's how different cultures are formed and um how that's even possible. You can translate like the sound effects that your mouth make into another language and then you can all understand each other still. So it's pretty crazy. What's probably <laughs> what's your favorite? I'm just curious. My favorite language? Yeah. Oh I really <laughs> Man, that's hard. I really like I like Portuguese, like Brazilian Portuguese. I think that's a really cool language. Italian. Um I did I thought Kamai was cool because I had to learn a little bit while I was there based on I was working at a pizza restaurant, Cambodia. Oh, nice. Um But yeah, those those languages the the romance languages are I think are are, are pretty cool. Yeah, Spanish and Italian. Um Especially if you're writing, because it like rhymes way easier and stuff like that. It's just written. Yeah, it's almost written to be verse. You know, but yeah. sorry, I know I kind of interrupted you. What no, were you no, say? no. There's like the that rhythm, right? Of of the exactly. different languages. Like, um, I was just saying, like, um, I was trying to learn uh, Italian last year during the pandemic, and I kind of know like a little bit. And I was like trying to implement that into my music as well as like Spanish like you. But I think you do it like way better. I want to um, I want to hear you do a Spanish track, actually, or Portuguese, too. That would be really cool. That would be um, crazy. I want to see you like spit a verse in, a, in another language. I think that I think you could do it. I think uh, 
you shouldn't underestimate <laughs> your potential. <laughs> well, uh, luckily, you will you will hear that this year because um, I actually got Isaias. For those of you guys who don't know, um, Isaias is my fiance, um, but he actually helped me write a, a verse. So I tried to write Italian, Spanish, and English verse. Um, so that's going to be coming out this this uh, this year. But what's um, the topic? <laughs> If I'm not, I don't want to like you know. This I mean, interview is no about you, sir. <laughs> right, but it's it's one a.m. You know what I mean? Okay, back. <laughs> um, it it shall be revealed. But what would okay. be cool is to do a multi-language track with you. I would be totally down. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty dope. Um, but kind of coming back to. You said you grew up in Boston. What was that like? Boston, very cold in the winters, very hot in the summers. Mm. <laughs> so I, I come from, uh, I come from, my family's all from Southie. Um, my grand, great-grandmother lives on like Silver Street, and I have family in the D Street projects, and then I was on the other side. But I moved out of the projects when I was probably seven, mm-hmm. six, six or seven, and we moved to Quincy. Um, it was cool. I mean, there was a lot of kids on the street. It was actually a lot of, um, yeah, there was a good, like, all. The, it seemed like a lot of the houses had kids. So there's a lot of, like, that stereotypical 90s, like, everyone's on the street, like, playing, mm-hmm. uh, playing games and, like, go, like, if you fall and cut yourself, you, like, parents, like, oh, rub some dirt in it or whatever, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> was there was a music cold, scene you know? down there? Uh, not so much that I knew. Maybe there was, but it just was older than me because I was only in Boston till I was 13 years old. Okay. Um, I'm sure there are, but uh, I'm not sure. Mm. So, but anyways, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. Very interesting people uh still keep touch with a lot of them cold in the winters putting plastic on the windows walking to school in the snow um (laughs) i was like taking the public bus to school like in like fifth grade was the first year no sixth grade fifth year was the last year you could take the school bus Mm. (laughs) but hot in the summer but um you know good times bad times a little bit of everything so when you moved down to cali is that when you started doing music or uh, I wrote before that. I wrote like when I was like nine years old. That was the first time I put pen to paper and wrote like a rhyme, or like a like there was. Not, I think I one to this day. I still like think about. It's a lyric I wrote when I was like nine years old, and it's like um, people say they love the sun, but walk around in disarray, <laughs> like a just a sunray, you know. Yeah. So that was like one of the first uh, lyrics I ever came up with. Um, but yeah, when I came to California, that's when I started playing guitar and I started opening my eyes to some other music also, other because before that I was like, rap's where it's at. I don't like any of the other music, like yeah. I don't connect to it. But I started playing guitar and listening to um, stuff, stuff that was a little less um, aggressive, I guess. And um, some classic rock, Led Zeppelin, some... Um, like Jack Johnson, beachy kind of stuff, learning guitar. Mm-hmm. But that, always, was, uh, was that, in, that was uh, in college, right? The guitar thing? Or was that like even further back? Guitar was right when I moved to California. 
that was when that began. So that was like when I was, I was almost 13. So I don't know if I got the guitar before or after I was 13, but I moved there like a few months before I turned 13. Okay. And before this, uh, we were actually trying to film the video portion of this and uh, my internet sucks. So um, before this, he actually told me about playing the piano um was that before the guitar as well or so i guess piano was kind of so how my family goes so my father was in california so before i came here to live in california i visited him i think one time for like a month once or twice something like that like in the summer for a month and um my stepsister, his ex-wife's now uh, daughter, played uh, piano. They were paying for lessons for her. And so I kind of learned in just a month uh, while I was there. Like I played a little piano because they had learned some stuff. So I kind of learned it from uh, my sisters. Um, and then it wasn't until I moved to California officially, like, you know, I think it was three years um, process. And uh, yeah, anyways, once I came to California that's when I started playing guitar nice and so like when so how did that like lead you into becoming a rapper like what what inspired that like where was that that start yeah so I started like I said I think I wrote my first lyric when I was nine but I also can vividly remember that year of like that's when I started like listening to music on my own and not just passively like in the car because we're driving somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I listened to a lot of like the late nineties era, um, hip hop and rap at that time. So it was like Eminem, Snoop, uh, Dre, Ice Cube, Easy E, um, Ghostface Killer, CD, 50 Cent. So I listened to a lot of that. And then I started playing guitar um, and I kind of stopped listening to that music for a couple years, but I, I mean, I always had it there. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of tried to blend them together. So now I like play guitar and am more musically inclined for like the music part. And then also still have that background of like lyrics and flow and cadences and, and, and rap and hip hop and that culture. Nice. Have you ever listened to Fusion? I'm just curious. Fusion? No, I'm not sure. I have to now if you mentioned yeah, because um, like right now I'm I'm learning, um, I'm taking a class on just like music history. It's like about funk, hip hop and jazz. And it kind of reminds me of like what you're talking about, because fusion is basically like jazz mixed with like funk and like Caribbean rhythms and stuff like that. I think you might you might enjoy that. You should probably check it out. I will. I'll check it out probably tonight after this. <laughs> Um, thank you for the recommendation. I'm always like looking for new music. So yeah, I think it's that. pretty important to. Uh, that's what I like about you. Like you're you're open to, you know, like rock and just like different genres other than hip hop. Like, but we love hip hop, of course. But it's of good course. to like have a foundation of where it all started from all these other, you know, genres. Yeah, I I really like the aspect of creativity with music and like kind of abandoning the idea of I do this like genre. Mm-hmm. Um there's benefits to both, you know what I mean? It just depends on what you're 
what the listener wants to hear at that moment. But yeah, um, yeah, I like the creative process and I like um, being more a little bit more experimental uh, with the sound. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Um, so do you consider yourself an independent artist? I do consider myself an independent artist for sure, 100%. Nice. So how would you define that for people who don't know what that even means, you know? An independent artist is an artist who is, you know, ground up, building their own um building their own legacy, not looking for like a label to sign them or, you know, using the big um, promotion money or whatever that you get with that. And rather uh, creating your own market, your own brand, your own niche and um, creating your own music and um, kind of doing it yourself Mm -hmm. rather than waiting for like a a handout or not necessarily a handout, but looking for another um entity to rise raise you up it's more so raising yourself up yeah that's could have said it better <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> okay, cool. that's really, yeah <laughs> you passed the test <laughs> a plus no <laughs> cool cool <laughs> no but um so like all, all your previous projects like how go ahead and let everyone know like how many projects you have and and uh, we'll, we'll start from there. We'll pick your brain. <laughs> so cool. So my actual, as far as my actual projects that I've released as collections, I've had three. So I have the first one when I was still going by Blue from Trip Red and Blue. Um, and that was It's Just Music, Bitch. And that kind of <laughs> is just what it is because I knew it wasn't going to be that, it wasn't that quality. I didn't know how to like mix anything. I still am learning, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like if anyone I knew they're gonna hear it and be like, Oh, you need to fix this or this or this. I just wasn't I wasn't at the extent. Um, but I'm like at the end of the day, it's just music, bitch. Like just let me <laughs> like create, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um I made that in Southside San Jose. Um, and that was like and and I had a walk in closet at that time. I was sharing a, a room with a girlfriend that I was dating. And we had a big walk in closet. We we're splitting the rent of a master bedroom in a house with a bunch of other roommates. Mm-hmm. And um I used a lot of like Foley sounds, like direct percussion. So it wasn't like a set BPM or anything. It was very loose. Um, and I didn't fix it to be like necessarily in time. I kind of just played all the instruments live. Um, so there was a lot of guitar in there that I did. And um, even like the percussion, a lot of times it's just sounds from my room. For example, like a lighter on a grinder for a percussion instrument. So I was really at that time... Um, experimenting with just like raw sounds of what in my room can I make a song out of so that was like kind of what that was Um, then I started recording Project Mayhem that would have been so I finished that project I went to South America for about six months and then I came back and then started on my next project after that or after some time had passed which I started when I actually went to Asia after leaving San Jose again. So that's the one I traveled with. I was backpacking through Southeast Asia. Um, and I brought like my computer, the a small MIDI controller and just my mic and the cables. And I had them just thrown into my backpackers backpack and I recorded like hostels, guest houses, farms, like everywhere I was. Um, pretty much uh, on the weekly basis at that point, I was trying to like um, create something. 
Um, so I actually released a lot of that raw vo- the stuff I recorded while I was on the road. Yeah. Um, but then I just kept it. I put it up because it like, it, it, I don't know, for some reason it encourages me to continue if I'm like, if I have something to show for it. Um, but then I came back to San Jose and I, I figured I, I had a lot of sounds, but I was still like collecting them and still making more and still learning. Mm-hmm. So it took like another year or so, but then I released Project Mayhem, um, which most of the beats and um, I produced. Obviously, I wrote the lyrics, performed the lyrics, but there were a few um, beats that I did get from other producers too, uh, just licensed them. Um, and then I had that, that was a couple of years back now, or one year actually, or maybe like a year and a half, I guess, at this point. Um, but after, I, I like it a lot. It's a, it's an interesting album. It's the first one. I kind of feel like I'm uh, getting there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, um, but now I listen to it. Like Some of them I still really like, and some of them I skip over at this point. Um, <laughs> but that's me. I'm critical. I'm super critical of myself. No, I'm the same way. I'll be... Well, yeah. I get I get used to... I get bored really fast, especially with some of, like... Because I mix my own shit, too, so I get what you mean, where you're just like, ah, just skip it. Like, I've heard that song yeah. so many times, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> exactly. It is over and over. Um, but yeah, I put that out. Uh, that was pretty cool. I had some features in there. Um, and then it was just the latest project, Rain, R-E-I-G-N, um, which 1AM is featured on. Mm-hmm. Can't stop now. You guys check out that track. Um, but yeah, that project's pretty cool. It's a little shorter. The Project Mayhem was 17 tracks. Um, this one was 14, including an intro and an outro. And yeah, I got you on there. Your dope, your verse is super dope. I think I've told you a bunch of times, but that was super cool. I think it super worked. Um, I got my friend Ja Did um, probably doing the best best verse. Of, I was telling him, I'm like, yo, your verse was the best thing that happened on the whole album. Nice. <laughs> um, so his is really cool. Ja Did, a really good friend of mine, family pretty much considered. Um, and then another friend, E Burgundy, is also featured on there. A short, a few bars um, on the outro track, Rabbit Rap Shit. Um, but that one, I didn't really produce the beats. Um, I produced the composition um, and then added stuff from there. Prime, almost, except for maybe one or two tracks, um, uh, like Downfall, that was made with my friend. Ghost Buffalo, um, <laughs> so but we made it. We made that together. Yeah, Dennis right here, who you know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just curious. Like that's that's pretty crazy. Like when you were in South America, I mean, were you like exposed to their music as well? Like, in... oh, definitely. There's like a bunch of. There's always street performers and stuff like that, like percussionists, like. There, like I remember in um, Buenos Aires, it was mm-hmm. like the when I started that six month trip, that was the first city I, I landed in before I crossed the Rio de Plata and went to Uruguay. Yeah. Um, but they had like I, I still have this video, um, just like a band just playing on the corner of the street and a huge crowd, like just they're just there, they just like set up and like um, they're just those rhythms, um, and then just dancing with the people. And tequila and the and the island there, um, 
on the like Titicaca in Peru. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely music. I mean, I play guitar with people all, all along, whether or not they're like from that country or traveling also. Um, so I've had a lot of um, influences from pretty much the entire everywhere, the whole world. I, yeah. I probably met someone from everywhere now. <laughs> it's interesting, is like looking at different cultures and like the way that they, it's like their food, right? You know, like music is like, I don't know. It's just like so different with different cultures. Like, I don't know. Can you think of anything that stuck out to you that's like different from, you know, culture, music culture in the United States? Like, I mean, the cultural music is definitely way different, but it's funny because a lot of people from different countries, you, you won't realize it, but they speak some English because Hollywood and American culture is so prevalent everywhere you go. Also the like, British. So people know, know some, <laughs> well, every, just America too, that yeah. is, but British first, because they, you know what I mean? So, I mean, we're all, and I, I guess we're all come from everywhere, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the culture. So a lot of people can know a little bit of English. I mean, maybe they can't have a conversation with you, yeah. but because they've heard on the, you'll turn on their radio. And a lot of times you'll hear like American music, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, You're yeah. Like, ricky martin comes on or something like (laughs) (laughs) um but difference yeah there's a lot of really unique instruments like for example in laos there's like the ken it's like this flute traditional flute um um and also just different ways of singing and also i mean just the music of from one country to the next or one city to the next in south america where they have all the different kinds of dialects um, and how it will like make the sound different. Like whether you're going to say Kaye, Kaje or Kashe, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, how you pronounce that double L. Um, Yeah. It plays a, plays a part in the sound. Yeah. I remember, uh, I don't know what the instrument was called, but you had brought it to, I think it was like the farm show. It was like that bell looking thing. Yeah, the Gouda drum. I yeah. have that in the room. That's uh, apparently it's Ukrainian. Oh. But kind of funny story how I found when, how I found that. Mm-hmm. It was when I was in Thailand on a farm picking peanuts with a the monk. There's this uh, British girl there, and um, she had it. And like we would have a fire every night because we don't have electricity. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of cold in the nighttime, actually on the hills in Thailand. Um, and she pulled it out one night at the fire. So like the monk first, and she t- like, told us a story about the story of the human life. And then, then she just pulled it out. It's just like, it was not like a warning, like, oh, hey, um, Manu is gonna play the Gouda drum tonight. Uh, she just pulled it out and I saw it. I was like, what is that? <laughs> that thing looks so crazy. What is, is it a shield? Like, <laughs> what, what is it? What's going yeah. And then she started like playing it and I was like, what is that? And then everyone started like grabbing at it kind of. And she's like, no, no, like, like after eventually once she was done playing and we had the free time, we're just talking about the instrument. People were trying to like see it. And I was just like staying back, but like in awe of this instrument. And, um, eventually I think she noticed that she noticed I wasn't being like a, an asshole or nothing like being respectful mm-hmm. uh and she's like oh did you want to play it and she like handed it to me and I started playing it she's like whoa how are you like forming chords already was, <laughs> everyone's like is this the first time you've ever played this instrument I was like yeah they're like no way I was like 
but I mean, the, <laughs> the instrument the instrument is actually it's pretty easy to play it's all in a, a in a scale and key but yeah I remember you showing me it was magical yeah it's pretty magical with the fire there in thailand have um, you ever recorded that in any of your songs uh i've recorded it a little bit but um I think there's been a one or two that even I put on Instagram. I put the audio and I overlaid it with a picture of like the the drum. Oh, okay. um, but actually, I need to figure out how to how to mix it better. How to really make it make it pop more. Mm-hmm. You um, can probably get like an instrument mic, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but I've done a little bit. I was gonna say too, cause um, I've for my class, I had to like look up certain plugins to like write about. And I actually found a plugin that that drum is it's the plugin and it's cool because like a, I didn't know, but a lot of people use it for like trap beats, but they just like pitch it and make it sound different. But so that's just kind of like an idea to throw out there. Just but you have like the real drum. So like, you know, you can get the like legit nice sound uh, like acoustics and all that, all the all the tones and stuff. Yeah, I um I got sent sent. I don't know if you've seen it, but I got these two like drumsticks that are like they're sewed over like balls at the end, mm-hmm. so they're really soft, but you can strike it like a drumstick. So that like kind of amplifies the sound even better too. So <laughs> that's uh, all cool. That's, yeah, it's pretty nice because you don't have to like just use your fingertip. You can get a little bit more um, resonance and a little bit more of a pure sound because um, it like strikes at a like very specific point and you don't have to like flick your finger i don't know if you remember but you have to like so you can't just press down you gotta yeah. have to like flick it you have to actually vibrate the like steel the steel tone drum yeah there's just it's cool though because there's a different feeling and like a different i think like connection that you get when you're able to physically like play an instrument and like implement that into your songs you know what i mean yeah definitely um i always prefer that if possible yeah. What what would you uh what would you recommend like if if someone wanted to start playing an instrument cuz you you play like piano, guitar and you know the drums and stuff like that. So, I'm just curious on like if you had uh, a re- or like a I don't know, like if someone wanted to play an instrument, what would you think would be a good starting point? Um, I think keyboard is a good starting point. Yeah, I agree. Um, just because like guitar is a little like it can it's it's not laid out that easily. Like it, it a piano, uh, all the keys are right there and they go in order. Whereas the strings are tuned to different things, so they start at different notes, so it's all scrambled. So you have to, it's like kind of overwhelming a little bit maybe. Um, I think keyboard is a, a great place to start for sure. Yeah, dude, I agree. Cause, um, you, if, I think if you learn how to play the piano, that can translate, and you can pretty much play like any instrument. Like that's what I've been told that you can, if you master the piano, you can transition that to like other instruments. Yeah, the concepts are the same if mm-hmm. you can just uh, reapply it. But you know, I guess it depends on like what your comfort is too. Like, like for me, guitar sometimes like messes up my wrist or something you know yeah or you get those little Uh, calluses on your finger (laughs) yeah yeah if you haven't played in a while or whatever or you're just starting out that's definitely a deterrent like i've i've tried to like teach people before and then they're like oh like my fingers hurt now i'm done (laughs) i know (laughs) especially if you're playing like a steel string 
that yeah. hurts like especially when if you haven't built your calluses up i know i gotta like get back into that because i was playing it the other day and now i'm feeling it <laughs> yeah it's a trip too because um so yesterday i was putting together like kind of like a presentation for the school thing i'm gonna be doing like i'm gonna be a speaker for students um but i was like trying to like break go back in time and like break down of like all the instruments that I've like done and like so I started with trumpet right in in elementary really? school that was yeah your very first. my That's very awesome. first <laughs> and then it was actually the cornet which is like the shorter trumpet okay <laughs> and then I did choir and then I didn't I I kind of wish like I stuck with it you know like I think I would be like so much like at least in music theory and shit like that because like after that i went to band i did the drums i did um guitar and then i went back to choir again but it's kind of just crazy like thinking back to like how early on as like young kids we were introduced to that but like if that's your passion i like i would just like encourage everyone to like stick with it because like when you're an adult and you're trying to like learn how to play the damn piano or something it's kind of like irritating you know <laughs> right yeah the earlier the better yeah. and uh it's not hard just i mean if it calls to you, you yeah know I mean? yeah exactly you want to do you can only do it if you want to do it because otherwise it's just like what's the point yeah um <laughs> but it definitely um, helps with production like you know, like yeah, when you're making totally. beats, you know what I mean? You you record, you know, your different sounds and you're able to like manipulate them and make them sound unique. But it's because you have that background in music, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely helps. And I mean, a keyboard is, is, is cheap, too. So people like, um, I, I don't know, a lot of people think like you need a whole bunch of equipment or something like that or, you know, you can't spend that on it. You know, just like kind of, just kind of start. You know, anywhere, mm -hmm. and um, you can just, you know, it doesn't have to be. Like, I remember I got like a twenty dollar guitar or uh, keyboard one time, mm. and it, I mean, it worked. It worked fine, yeah. ultimately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just going because uh, I like to go thrift shopping, so I'll I'll see like those old school, those fat ass like keyboards, and I'm just like, ooh, well, but I got like a shit ton of keyboards, so I'm just like, nope, but. There's definitely like a lot of options and then you got eBay and you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, at the same time, like what you said, if you're interested in it, I definitely want to encourage people to like learn how to play an instrument, at least one, like me and Angel were talking about that too. Like do more than just rap or, you know what I mean? Like do more than just like one thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if it's like a start on the ukulele or something, oh, learn some yeah. chords on that, or you know what I mean? Because that's like <laughs> a little bit easier than X, a little smaller thing like that. I mean, even if you record like percussion, if you're into drums, I can get like pots and pans, like, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, just, just do something, you know, a lot of people, um, don't like their musical. Like I know, like two people I know every, I see them every day. They have really good singing voices. Mm um but they don't record or they don't i don't know what what's stopping them or whatever but they don't choose to uh pursue the music side of things even though i think they want to mm -hmm. because i mean they're they're shy to sing but then when they they i mean they're the ones saying they're going to do it not uh me i'm not like yo sing <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> 
Um, so a lot of people, I don't know. That's another, that's another thing. A lot of people are shy about their uh, about their music. I think. Yeah, um, that's true. So they don't want to share, it or they're worried they're going to mess up, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's like nerve wracking for them. Yeah, I was like um, that too when I started. <laughs> um, I started making beats. Like I think that was like the first thing I started actually doing. Like I would write, but I was too afraid to like speak and like say it and put it to a beat. And then when I did start rapping it was actually to other people's beats i was kind of insecure about rapping over my own beats and then i eventually evolved into just doing everything myself and just being like fuck what other people think who cares like i'm just gonna do me and i think it's important for people to get to that point like do the music for you like if you want to just be creative just do it for you have fun you know express yourself and don't worry about what other people have to say because Regardless of how dope you are, how awesome you are, there's always going to be somebody, like, negative about it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't please everyone, so that shouldn't be the goal, you know? Yeah. Speaking of uh, 1AM beats, we're just uh, listening to your house uh, beat tape. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool. What do you think about it? it? I haven't gotten any feedback. It's cool. I like it. It's um, you know, it's house. So it's yeah. uh, I was doing the whole like fist in the hand, you know, yeah, the hand <laughs> with it. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Right um, we listened to what is it? The August um, what's the B tape? August Rising or something like that. Oh yeah, August Rise. Yeah, that one song I really like. Um, keep something. Shoot, it's like the second one. Keep believing. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> too anyways yeah we were just checking that out so yeah your your stuff's super dope so yeah keep doing what you're doing that's what's up thank (laughs) you yeah um before taking this course in school about like just music background i didn't like house music and i didn't like techno and i thought it was whack to be honest thought it was just like too much energy you know what i mean but (laughs) yeah after like learning about its influence on like hip-hop and stuff it like changed my mind and then like start i started like listening to like how house was made with like from disco and all that stuff you know and it just kind of made me like damn this is cool like you know i mean it's all an evolution right it's just the roots of music it just keeps uh turning into other stuff (laughs) yeah it's crazy and Um, again like pushing this i'm pushing this message in everyone's ears because i feel like everyone just ignores it it's like learn your roots learn the background of certain genres because i know a lot of people are like just especially in the hip-hop community a lot of people are just like uh i just want to listen to rap i don't care about all this other you know what i mean but it's crazy because it's it draws so much influence from funk and like jazz and you know what i mean yeah definitely i'm just curious too like this is kind of a little away from topic of what we're talking about but you had talked about being in a rap group called trip red and blue right yes correct so tell us about that what was that experience like trip red and blue was my introduction to recording music namely rap um it was me and my friend at the time his name was marcus trip red and i was blue (laughs) and um yeah at that time we were like living that lifestyle, just like drinking 40s and playing Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, Mar- Mario Kart Double Dash, that's my game right there. So we played that one a lot uh, on GameCube. 
and uh, at that particular summer and that particular time you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so anyways it comes from that like I was always winning but I was always getting blown up by the blue shell that comes in like knocks out whoever's in first place <laughs> um and then he was the turtle people he was always playing as them and he had the triple red shells so oh, he was okay. shooting me with the triple red shells so it was like trip red and blue and um yeah he's basically showed me everything that i knew at the time because it started at zero from no, not knowing how to record because he had at the time made some sort of cd for a girlfriend that he was dating or something hmm. and then one day he was like oh do you want to like make some rap because he's actually he's a metalhead by uh he's been in like thrash bands and stuff he's a really good guitarist okay um but he was like yo i know you he knew i like rap yeah, i played it at the at the house obviously he's like yo you want to make a rap song so we we made it the first song was called um jar of hearts or something like that it was um it was a th- it was a throw off of the song jar of hearts because yeah. we sampled the christina perry song okay and uh it came out it was crazy it was like so aggressive and like <laughs> um <laughs> but it, it came out really cool and so we we're like yo let's like make an ep so we're thinking we had like seven to eight songs that we were working on. Mm. Uh, one was released. If you look up like Trip Red and Blue, Get a Grip on YouTube, you'll see it okay. from way back in the day. Um, but we made a few other songs like Train Tracks was like supposed to be our like college party song. <laughs> <laughs> and um, some other like more spoken word, like loose, um, trippy stuff. But it was actually cool because one time we like crashed some party that was happening on like nearby street Mm -hmm. and we like hijacked without anyone noticing um the like aux cord oh yeah we plugged in uh yeah we plugged in our three songs and replayed them over and over and over and like it took like 40 minutes or an hour before like someone was like yo i think i've heard this song like two times already (laughs) like yo this song is played like 20 times already But then, so they caught us, and then we we disconnected it. But yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, funny. we never released it. Um, we ended up going kind of. He moved somewhere else. Um, our paths went in opposite directions, mm-hmm. and uh, also his hard drive on his first computer that we were using was lost. So we oh. had, like, we had exported partially done half to two thirds completed songs exported but we didn't have the raw like individual files anymore okay you know what i mean like the drum the vocal the da 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 in the project we just had exported so i still have them i listen to them sometimes but they're like not quite finished i would have to like i mean i could probably input them into the computer and manipulate it and be able to extend it and and do it but it's kind of lost in time at this point gotcha yeah i know that's like uh (laughs) <laughs> the hard hard drive crashing that was before i learned to have like three copies of everything that you do stashed away yeah i know this was uh this would have been like 2012 or 13 um that's two. pretty cool though oh. like i mean that's kind of like similar to like i can relate because i didn't know how to really record myself until I met someone and they helped me like make my first mixtape like legit like with a microphone not on an iPod you know so I mean that's that that's pretty cool and then at least you guys have that at least one project up right you said on on, like YouTube yeah the one track yeah yeah that I think that's cool though but so like coming from like for sure I know like coming from a group 
Was there anything that anything that you've learned or like a lesson that you can take away from that that you'd like to share, like working in a group like that's different, you know? Yeah, just just let loose and like let your creative side like be shown. Like, don't be afraid to like try something. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. the, when the thought comes, um, because even if that idea doesn't work, like it might inspire another thought from someone else that wouldn't have happened otherwise. That makes a totally different track or something like that. So, I mean, trying to be your, as comfortable as you can. I know sometimes it's difficult if like you don't know the people that well or something, or maybe you've never been in a studio or recorded before in the past. But yeah, just try to be comfortable and uh, enjoy the time, enjoy the space, and. Um, try to let loose with that creativity yeah definitely what about like working with another person too like because I'm you know I'm I'm pretty like sure a lot of people are used to just working alone but when you start like collaborating with someone else sometimes you can butt heads you know yeah I think that's super helpful actually for me too sometimes like even if it's just a word or something in one of my verses, he's like, oh no, you should have said that word. You should have emphasized a syllable like this because he can hear it as a third party. Whereas I'm just saying it and I think it's like correct. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like there was one track in particular that I remember this exact moment where it was supposed to be like psychopath. Like it was supposed to be like a, that kind of vibe song. I say like the first lyric is like, I've been labeled a psychopath. Life again enables my wrath, capable of taking people soon to the faith because I'm going to illuminate my path. But instead of that, he was like, uh, instead of saying, I've been laid, it should be, I've been labeled a psychopath. Life again enables my wrath, capable of keeping people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so just like, it's super nice to have a second ear on anything. Because sometimes, especially out, I'm like, does that sound right? Does that sound high enough? Does that sound low enough? And then usually other people, like, they're like, oh, yeah. And I remember even when my roommate was making music, he would ask me. And I'd be like, oh, no, I knew. Like, as just a listener, sometimes you have more insight. Yeah. You don't know how to change it, but you know what is right and what is wrong. It's kind of funny. Sometimes you get too close to your art, too. And you're like, what what am I listening to? What do I sound like? Yeah, no, that's that's pretty important. And especially, like, being open to feedback because, you know, sometimes... It's easy to just be like, no, I don't want to hear like any of it. But sometimes constructive, especially if it's constructive feedback, you know, it's always good to keep an open mind. Yeah, definitely. 100%. It's good that when you have a good dynamic and like you guys aren't afraid to like be honest, don't be a dick, but like (laughs) don't be not a dick. You know what I mean? Like kind of kind of walk that line of like being very honest helps a lot with the with the process because Ultimately, that's an ear, and they have that opinion, so someone else is going to think the same thing, potentially. So even if you don't take the advice that they give you, it's nice to hear it and take it sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Your music, I, I would consider it to be, like, it's very different from a lot of other artists, and I think that's, like, the coolest thing, you know, because, like, you hear, I hear, like, one of your tracks, and I'm like, I know who that is, you know what I mean? Um, oh, thanks. That's cool. What 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 would you... What would you say, like, to describe your music to people who haven't heard it? Like, what what kind of message do you give off? Like, um, I don't know. I like to emphasize creativity. Like, I think I've said that a bunch of times. But mm-hmm. from track to track, like, for example, like I might on one on one track, like, be personifying greed, mm-hmm. but then on the next one, I'm telling a story 
but then on the next one I'm focusing on like a rhyme. So it's just a lot of different vibes and some of it's more like poetic style, but some of it is more just like classic rap. Yeah. So, but then I also will do something like a, a trap metal song, like the track of Hazel on my last, on uh, the last uh, album, um, where it's just like a totally different thing than I've ever tried. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like you're, yeah. you're definitely like I'm telling you. Like if you check out Fusion, I think you'll you'll be able to appreciate it because like you're talking about like experimenting and stuff like that, and that's pretty much what it is. So <laughs> I'm like already categorizing you. I'm like you're Fusion hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely check them out because now you mentioned them twice or something. So yeah, it's Fusion is basically like it's jazz funk. Um, a little R&B uh, mixed with like Caribbean and like um, tropical, you know what I mean? Like those rhythms, like the different African rhythms and, and stuff like yeah. that. It's like it's like a mix of that, but like all bundled together. And like an album I can think of off the top is called Bitches Brew. I don't know if you've ever heard <laughs> of that. <laughs> I can't remember who the... Bitches Brew? Yeah, Bitches Brew. That's probably the Miles Davis. Yeah, that's probably the first like real fusion album, I think. But yeah, I think <laughs> as far as like experimenting with music, I think think that one. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people will like like it, you know, because it, it's like a certain type of music. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's different for sure. It's different, but you can hear the influences and stuff like that. Um, the sound just cut off. What the heck? Oh, this is the, this is a bad link. Okay, here. Um, Are you pulling it up? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah, bitches brew is like probably the first like well known album. I of feel like I'm in like Cafe Stretch or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. That's cool. I'll, I'll listen to that album too after this. Yeah, it's um, it's different. It's probably not my uh go-to music, but it is different and cool to learn about. But as far as like experimenting, um, nice. I'm curious. Like, I know I'm sorry. Like, you were talking about something, and <laughs> I totally like to get away from that. Um, no, that's all good. I don't even remember what we're saying. <laughs> I'm just curious because you like sampling stuff, right? I, have you ever seen those videos of like people taking those like little Zoom recorders? getting the sounds and like tweaking them in Ableton Live and stuff like that. Have you ever tried that? Um, I used to record like when I was traveling in Southeast Asia, I would use like my iPhone mic or something to record. But I always wanted to get some like sort of upgrade, like that kind of thing. I think that would be pretty cool. Something a little bit more quality. Yeah. They, and then a lot of people have use you? those uh, Zoom recorders. Yeah, I have. I actually have... Um, two different um recorders like i have one always at my desk so like if i have ideas and or like a hook or something i'll just like record it on that because i don't like using my phone all the time like it's distracting that's a good idea you actually know? I knew that would be smart actually a voice recorder that would be really good that yeah it's good. it's pretty um <laughs> a useful tool i mean like obviously yes you could use your phone but uh, I don't trust myself with my phone because I'll be like Googling shit and going on Instagram and stuff like that, you know, so I think it's like a good tool to have in the studio for like non-distractive, like, you know, audio recording. Yeah, that's a great idea. Thank you. 
if you check out if you ever go to like um i don't know like probably the only place i can think of is guitar center like that has these in store but they have those little field recorders like the zoom h4n uh i just bought a h2n which is what i've been recording all those little uh videos that i've been posting on instagram Mm -hmm. it's like my studio my mobile studio setup um Got it. yeah i remember yeah you're in the car wrapping and stuff but yeah like th- just like those too, right? yeah like those little um those little like recorders come in handy so like next time you travel i definitely recommend like one of those because you could like the h2n is like a microphone one and then the h4n you could actually plug in like a, a, a legit microphone like you know a condenser mic or anything like that and you can record songs on the go too you know yeah, that would be that's definitely something I need to I need to invest in for sure. Yeah, definitely. This this <laughs> this uh podcast or whatever is not sponsored by Zoom, but it would be nice just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I already have like three yeah, products of them. <laughs> just send them a yeah, hit them up. I think Shoot I have to have like I probably out. have to have like millions of listeners in order to even get <laughs> considered, but whatever yeah, it depends you never know you never know it depends on who's sitting in that chair <laughs> it picks up that phone but yeah dude um i think that would be really cool for you to like experiment with and i think you'd probably have a lot more fun than just I mean, <laughs> recording it on your phone you know but you'd probably have like get like a better audio quality recording it from oh, like definitely. one of those yeah, like it's pretty fun like um i've seen people make beat packs out of those you know just recording like everyday sounds just like you said yeah that's cool and you just program the main kind of thing yeah yeah i feel like that'd be really fun that that's like how i started making music and stuff like i was saying like just recording it into a microphone yeah but uh using one of those is like the next level that would be really cool yeah, uh, i think definitely. i would enjoy it what's cool too is like when you're doing that you're like exercising your imagination because you know what i mean like you're taking a sound like, I don't know, a clock ticking, and then you're transforming it into like a drum, you know, that you can use. Yeah, I need to get that. Though. That'd be super dope. That, um, yeah, I need to use my stimulus. <laughs> Actually, I need best speakers, though, too. But, but yeah, that's <laughs> something that would be super fun. Um, I want to play with that for sure. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I need to go to the Guitar Center like this weekend. I need to go check out what they got. I heard that they're going out of business, but I don't know if that's true. You know, fries went out of business. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's where I got those batteries and stuff. Yeah, it. I I really enjoy this little battery that you that you traded me. I'm glad. I'm glad it works because yeah. I was worried. I'm like, oh, she thinks I like ever fucked up. Like no, that. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I was just like, the charging thing is weird. That's interesting. I wonder why. For people who don't know, we're talking about a external battery <laughs> that I traded him an external. He I traded him an interface for an external battery. How's that interface treating you? You still have it? Actually, I tried to recently plug it in, and I couldn't. Um, it turned on. Uh-huh. Maybe you can help me out. Maybe you know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And then I plugged the mic into the import, mm-hmm. but then I don't get any sound. Do you have phantom power turned on? The button. <laughs> the red button. <laughs> so here's the question also. Is this one you plug into the wall? No. That one is straight to your computer. So phantom power 
would be which one? The 48, like a, 48 volt. 48. I, you know, I mean, I, I did press all the buttons, but I will... Because um, condenser, yeah, condenser mics need 48 volt phantom. That's like the standard. But yeah, um, after this, I can help troubleshoot it for you if you need. Cool. But yeah, yeah I, I was using it for like my phone. And like, I, cause I know how to plug it into the phone and like record and stuff. Cause I'm lazy. I don't want to turn on my computer all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like super random, but cause you like to travel a lot, and I know it's kind of a bitch to like bring your all your studio shit. So, mm-hmm. just throwing it out there. Um, I recently, so I told you about getting locked out of Pro Tools, right? So I actually bought Cubase Pro like a while back and I totally like forgot about that program. So I started using it again and I actually learned that they have an app on the phone that is a mobile studio. And that's that's also what I've been recording those videos with. It's a it's a little DAW in your phone and you can like load the beat in or you can't even make beats in it and like record shit. So, yeah, like. That's a straight mobile setup. Like, all I bring is my phone, and then I have the little uh, connector to connect that that Zoom mic into it, and then I have my little headphones, and that's it. That's all I need. That's really cool to be able to, like, make music on the go. Yeah, and, and you can, um if you get one of those little hubs for your phone, you can even plug in a MIDI controller and play and record and do all that shit at the same time. Yeah, wow, the possibilities these days is crazy. Mm-hmm, the telephone. So. That's something that has the the cell phone changed the world. That that was so crazy. Yeah. Was in, for like, better Thailand. and for worse. Like the monks on like cell phones or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like the monks like having Facebook or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. But yeah, I just learned that so like for sure if you guys are looking for a mobile setup, I think I mean for me it's working. And I haven't quite, like, made a beat that I like in the software because I don't have, like, all my plugins and stuff like that. But, you know, like, you can plug in your guitar and you can start manipulating sounds and, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much possibilities you could do. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, another thing. You're giving me so many good ideas. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) I have all these ideas and I'm just like holding them in the vault. Balled up, huh? Yeah, but it's cool (laughs) to like share them. (laughs) So I'm curious, like, tell me, tell me a little bit about your like working process. Like when you're starting music, are you thinking about like melodies and stuff in your head or you think about words or like what comes first for you? Um, It happens really organically. So everyone can be completely different. Sometimes I'll think of a lyric first mm-hmm. and then I'll be trying to make a beat or find a beat that that fits with. Or a lot of times I'll hear the beat first and sometimes I think of like a melody or like a, a flow or a cadence right away. Yeah. And then sometimes after that I'll just be like, okay, next one, next one, until like one, like I feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I start from scratch with like the, a drum beat, you know, uh, with like a program, maybe key- keyboard or something and do that, build it up, and then do it. So it comes from a lot of different ways. Sometimes I come up with a concept first and then start. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, yeah, it depends. I, I like to switch it up. Sometimes I'll, like, just ask someone, like, give me a topic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or give me a word or something, like, and just let, let like, something, an external force um, dictate the, the beginning, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's so kind of, kind of, yeah, all different ways. Do you how do how do you what's your process like? Is it like that too, or is it kind of a? Do you have a certain way you like to do it? Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Where it's kind of open. Like sometimes it'll be just like an inspiration from like an experience that I did, like you know, went through, or just kind of like thinking about stuff and and actually like planning out songs. You know, like sometimes with my beats, it's just like. I just sit and let everything happen the way it's gonna happen. So like sometimes I'll make like some stupid beat, but you know what I mean. I just let it flow. Sometimes the stupid ones are like the best ones though too. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. But yeah, it's kind of the same with with me. Like I'm kind of open about it. Or um, like I said with the with the voice recorder thing, I'll think of stuff in my head and then I'll just write it down, or I'll or I'll spit it out loud and just record it, and then I'll come back to it later. And like mm-hmm. implement it into a song or something. Yeah. Like wait, that song I did with J King. That was actually just an idea. Like I was just like in my car, <laughs> waiting in my car, <laughs> and I was like, I ain't trying to wait, wait, wait. Like I was just like <laughs> making up shit. Yeah. But yeah, like that. That's an example. So I'm kind of the same, like with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Inspiration can hit at any time. Exactly. Who says that? I think that's a logic quote, actually. Inspiration can happen at any time. Well, I mean, a bunch of people have said I it. I think he but... quoted somebody. <laughs> Didn't he yeah, quote exactly. somebody else? Yeah, I mean, inspiration can hit at any time. I'm sure yeah. that's been said by many, many, many people throughout the years. No, Sometimes but I know what song. I know like what song that's from, though. Yeah, which one is it from? Do you know the name? That's of it? from. Uh... <sighs> That one with the horns. Is it hit my line? No. What is no, it? I, I know what song you're talking about. Uh, it's from that album. Are you lo- you're a Logic fan, right? Yeah. Okay, tell me. I especially like that last. I, I like that last album. You tell bit. me why you like Logic because last interview I was talking to Angel and Angel was like I hate Logic and I was like okay go ahead and talk your shit but it's <laughs> what, what he was saying was like he he just hates that he's corny but then I told him I was like okay well I talk about positive shit and sometimes I'm kind of insecure because I think I'm corny sometimes right, you know right. that's the that's the that's the thing when you go positive you can't go too positive yeah uh, I don't think I don't think his sounds too I don't think it sounds um corny necessarily maybe mm. it's because he, he he I don't know white guy glasses looks like a little like <laughs> I don't know nerdy or something yeah that you could say that that he doesn't fit like the aesthetic that song is uh man I is I'm happy the there man we go. I is. And yeah. I'm happy the man I is. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy the man I become. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um But no, he, I think he's I think it's cool. I think his like flow is super clean. And um really, I just love that he's himself. You know, he's just he's not trying to beat anyone but himself. And I think that's like super respectable, but I don't know why so many people hate him. Just like dab, calm down. <laughs> You don't gotta listen to him if you don't want to. I guess, yeah, I guess just like the logic persona, ultimately for some people that they don't connect with him probably. So even though he's himself, yeah. that's probably working against him in that way to those people because yeah. they don't like they're like, oh, this isn't my kind of people. I wouldn't kick it with this person. That's or, I don't know. That's Perhaps. them being judgmental, anyways. But <laughs> it's because um, uh, I okay. So I had asked Angel. He's gonna listen to this. Hi, Angel. He's. <laughs> I asked him and. He told me it's because it's corny, okay? 
So when we were talking about my music, um, he said it's because he's like, I know you. And he's like, you're talking about you're coming from your experience and you're talking about, you know, what you've been through and you're flipping it and making it positive. But of like thinking I didn't get to really like talk about it because I didn't want to argue with him. But <laughs> just thinking like <laughs> logic does the same thing. Like he's talking about his life and where he is at now. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, if Angel is like a battle rapper and like, you know <laughs> what I mean, um, trying to do that style. Yeah, that's true. Um, I could see why he would think logic is soft compared to other people that have that more aggressive mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. Um, so I can see why it might not be for that kind of person. How would you like avoid being corny, like in your raps? Like <laughs> sometimes it's hard. Like you know, um, <laughs> sometimes like I'll hear it and I'm like, okay, that's corny. I'm just like, let's throw that away. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's like one line, at, at, like especially in my older stuff, yeah. I would be like, I would remember like, there's one line I think sounds corny, but I think the rest of the track is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I'll show it to someone. And then when that part comes, I'll be like, start talking, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. ask a question. But I think there, corniness can be good too, because it, um, <laughs> it can be good too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's playful. Effect. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think there's room for it. It's not, I don't think it should be something that everyone should go and do, but it's, you know, it's not, I don't think it's enough to condemn someone. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I think he's cool. I think Logic's stuff is pretty cool. I'm a later Logic fan. In the beginning, I was kind of the same. I I was hesitant. I was like, Logic, I'm not sure. Yeah. But the more I heard him and the more I heard his flow, I I, I don't know, I just think, I think it sounds really clean and like uh, well done, like just how he, hits the beat so well and speeds up and slows down like effortlessly i was actually i was introduced to him by a friend of mine a few years ago i didn't even know who he was and she showed me the whatever the 1-800 um suicide song you know a lot of people know that song so she showed me that and uh i thought that was cool but i still i didn't really get into logic until the last year or two so i'm kind of a new uh listener aware of you know where I can start to kind of uh, name his works and like rap some of his lyrics when, when his stuff's on. Okay. Um, Who would you yeah. say is your five top like influencers that made you the artist that you are? Hip hop. Any genre, actually. Any genre. Oh, that's going to be hard then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Narnia door has been opened. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> top five is always so hard, even if you're just doing like rappers or whatever. Um, because there's so much talent. Yeah, but I mean, there. like people that you've <laughs> artists that you've listened to that like, you know, influence you to be the artist that you are. Like for me, Missy Elliott, Eminem, those were my first two. Lauren Hill, uh, Paramore, um, Revolution for sure. Like those are all artists that I grew up listening to. Like in high school when I started making music, and that like gave me a good wide range you know yeah i mean okay coming up the first music or cds i had mm-hmm. um i remember i had i think like three m&m cds uh the get rich or die trying album mm. i had an uh, um an album by ghostface killer <laughs> um and i had what else 
What was the other CDs? Oh, I had The Chronic by Dre. Hey. Um, and then I had some mix. It was just like mixed, jumbled, like burned CDs. But those were like the C. And I would like walk to school every day, starting in fifth grade or whatever. Yeah. Or no, sorry, sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I would have my Walkman, and those are the five CDs I would like go through, kind of thing. Um, but there's so many influences. Like beyond that, there's obviously N.W.A., Easy E, um, MC Ren, Ice Cube, mm-hmm. Easy E. Um, <laughs> you said it. Yeah, I know. I, I was hoping you were gonna notice that. I noticed that after. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, lo- I love Easy too. <laughs> um, what are you? Are you currently working on anything right now? I am. I have two projects. One bigger, one smaller. Mm-hmm. One I was mentioning it to you, but I think it might have been in the one of the times that we didn't get recorded. Yeah. Um, but there's one track. I'm trying to release it on March 17th. Um, it's the anniversary of uh, the passing of someone I was close to when I was young. Uh, we grew up together as kids, um, and she passed away last year. So I'm trying to do a song commemorating... Devin was her name. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, she has a son and whatnot, but luckily they have some, they have a, things pretty, uh, pretty tied down. They got it like people watching them and whatnot. But mm. anyway, so I'm working on that. It's going to be kind of a sad song, but I'm going to try to do it. I hate, sometimes I hate doing that kind of shit or like be, being personal Yeah. Um, <laughs> with music, but Actually, I recorded it like last year. I almost put it on the Rain album, but I decided not to oh, okay. because like the album wasn't very personal. Mm. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I took it out. Could have um, changed the dynamic though. True. I I, I I I had it on it when I had my first mix. I think even um, I had uh, John Hodges uh, in the in the in the in the truck with me and mm-hmm. I was showing him like what I was like working on at that time. I was on it along with like one or two other tracks too, that mm-hmm. I, I took off eventually, but I'm going to revisit this. And I mean, I have a verse like in a half written already and recorded. Okay. So I just want to extend it and um, possibly get like a little bit of like someone else, maybe just sing some vocals or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just seeing my, what potential I have. And then outside of that, I'm going. I'm working on my third album. It's just uh, it's very. It's kind of early stages. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean. It's gonna take a little bit of time. But that's coming out this year as well, right? I'd say like late this year is pretty realistic. Okay. But we'll see how things go. Uh, maybe sooner. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm situated in the new studio, have the space. Because I took a little break in the last few weeks too, just because I was dealing with uh, that. Hmm. But I want to like get back into it, start planning more, getting to the stage where I'm like going through old verses that I've written, deciding what I want to put in, if I want to add anything mm-hmm. to them. You know that you know the process. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of so yeah, enjoy I'm that, that early process too, <laughs> a little bit. I do actually. I like it better than the late process. Yes, exactly. That's you just said what I was gonna say. <laughs> the late process, it's like, oh my god, is it done or is it not done? Like, yeah. do I need to tweak the reverb? Do I need to like yeah. delay that? The you mixing know I mean? process riddle. is like, a headache. When, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh god, it's like a big headache. Yeah. <laughs> the, the beginning, you just do whatever. It's like a blank slate. Uh, yeah, exactly. But 
it's definitely cool to hear everything come together and i'm i'm pretty excited for to hear that so um definitely looking forward to your your drop on the the 17th definitely yeah i'm i'm uh, going to be working on it this weekend uh pretty pretty digitally um uh, sitting away setting aside a good amount of time um to work on that okay Cause I, yeah, I still wasn't—I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, but um, I recently spoke with like a family member back there that knows her very directly, mm-hmm. and I had told this person about the track, and she started like talking about it because she knows the the son of the per- the person who passed, that Devin's son Elijah. Yeah. Um. So she was talking about her because she's kind of taking care of her a little bit, or taking care of him a little bit. Um. And like she kind of started like crying a little bit, and she was like, "Whatever happened to the the song that you had mentioned?" And I was like, "Oh, that's right. I was thinking about that too because it's coming up like um, on the seventeenth mm-hmm. to do something." And like it was kind of supported by that person, so that kind of gave me more of a green light to do it. Because at the same time, where I'm like, "Do I want to be personal or not?" It's also like, "Do I want to be personable about this person?" who has other people connected to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, she was like, oh, you should contact because she has sisters and stuff. Like, I, I grew up also with her other sister. So she was like, oh, you should connect with them and maybe they can give you some tips or add some stuff to it too. So, so I'm going to do that, work on it and uh, maybe reconnect with some people. You should uh, go into that like more, like just doing a little bit more personal things. Cause I know, I know it's like a hard thing to do, especially like <laughs> in hip hop, you know, but I think right. it's an important skill to have and an important like thing to share, like, especially as an artist, like, cause you know, we're all human. We all go through shit. So definitely want to encourage you to uh, put out more personal stuff. Yeah, maybe I should. I mean, you could take baby steps, you know. You don't have to, like, tell your entire whole whole life story, you know. But it's definitely <laughs> worth uh, it's worth exploring. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it comes down to, like, shit, do I want anyone off the street to be able to, like, stumble onto my track that's, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. But, uh, but I agree with you, ultimately. I think, I think, it's, I think it's fine. If you do it well, if if you're able well, yeah. to produce the art <laughs> and it's it's done well, because yeah. the worst thing it's worse to like right like do something <laughs> personal, but then it like isn't good either. Yeah, it makes me uh, think so of the like, SoundCloud rappers. Too, I'm like, is this even fucking good? Like, even if it's like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, at the same time too, like <laughs> if if you're really like performing from your soul, from your heart then it's yes it's gonna come out good you know what i mean because you can't fake that that's like 100 percent you you know yeah. but like <laughs> i i know what you mean though like I've, I've heard like songs on on like soundcloud of like little rappers like talking about their girlfriend breaking up with them or something and it's just like <laughs> ew like i don't feel you <laughs> yeah but you can you can tell the difference when someone's really going through something and they're really feeling it and they're really like spitting or they're really singing. You know what I mean? You could tell, like you could feel the you difference. Can feel it. But yeah, do you have any uh, any final thoughts or any things you'd like to share? Yeah, just um, like I said, new new studio, new setup. Um, I'm looking forward to making a lot of more music coming up in the coming months new project going to be coming out in the coming months um and yeah just uh 
staying on the staying on it. Keep doing what you love. Yep. So what you love loves you back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit your day job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I am Metazul, uh, M-E-T-A-Z-U-L, and you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, my album Rain streaming now on all platforms go ahead and check it out Mm -hmm. and um yeah show me some love i'd appreciate it and show some love to 1am too because she's super dope too (laughs) 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 um but yeah thank you guys again for tuning in this is artists at work i am your host 1am and we were speaking with metazul my good friend and dope artist Make sure you guys tune into the next episode. Make sure you guys uh, check him out too. Peace and love. Good night. Peace. Good night. Thanks again, Wendy. I appreciate you. <laughs>